This is the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast, where we are meeting every week to discuss living from a position of power, living with boldness, living with confidence. This is the practical podcast where we are walking out God's principles and promises to see the best manifested for our lives. You are the CEO of your life. You have the God-given power and authority to live a purpose-driven, successful life. Welcome to another episode of the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast. How are you guys? Hello, my Throne Room Thoughts family. I just love that intro. I love it. I have to tell you guys, I love the nice job that the love of my life did, Perth Phillip, on my intro. How are you guys? How is everything? I trust and I hope and pray that God is moving in a mighty way in your lives and that he is giving you the power to endure and persevere. I am doing well. I cannot complain. We are gathered here today for another episode of the Throne Room Thoughts podcast to discuss taking back your power. But first, let's get into the preaching potential quote of the day. So the preaching potential quote comes from Alice Walker. And this quote says, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. So in light of what we're talking about today, taking back your power, I thought that not only was this a quote with preaching potential, but it was very fitting for the subject matter at hand. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they do not have any. Why does this quote have preaching potential, one might ask? This has preaching potential because no matter what we possess, no matter what kind of gift, what kind of abilities and skills we are given and graced and blessed with, if we do not use it and draw on it, if we do not operate as though we have it, then it doesn't matter. So this was um, a poignant quote in my opinion, because I think for a lot of us, we can attest to feeling powerlessness at times. We can attest to not knowing how to make heads or tails of a situation, not knowing how to pick ourselves up off the ground in different situations in life. And the the thing that we lost sight of for various reasons, um, and, and each person's situation is different, but I would I would bet that the thing that we lost sight of in those moments of weakness and hopelessness and despair was our God-given power and authority. And so when you lose sight of that, then it's a, it's almost as though um, you don't even have it to begin with. So I love that quote. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. All right. So... Let's roll right on into the subject matter. Could y'all tell I'm excited? I'm like excited to just get to the point. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this. I have been posting different um, different things on the Instagram Throne Room Thoughts page about power and authority and changing your mindset because I think it is so important to have correct thinking, to have um, powerful thinking, bold thinking, because 
all that we ever do, all that we will ever be begins with our thoughts. It begins um, in our minds. And so I am on a really, really big wave right now about trying to teach everyone the tools and the strategy to change your frame of mind, change your perception, your perspective, your thinking. Because once you do that and once you can get a handle on you, then there is no limit to what you can do. I think a lot of times we feel like we have to handle ex external things and deal with all of these external factors going on around us. Um, and sometimes that is just a, a distraction from the enemy to distract us and to razzle-dazzle us, hang the carrot in front of our face so that we are looking outward for resolution. We're looking outward for um, for closure and, and to resolve things but really and truly if we begin with self I'm telling y'all if we begin with self that will propel us to a place and put our lives on a trajectory that we never thought would happen because we are all we can control so let's talk today about taking back our power let's let's um let's look at powerlessness for a minute right because i want you guys to be able to pinpoint what it sounds like what powerlessness sounds like because i don't know that people necessarily identify themselves with being powerlessness i don't with being powerless i don't know that um that people even necessarily see it that way and your um understanding is you know, skewed by the way you see things and by your perception. So let's clear up some things. Powerlessness, what does that sound like? The voice of powerlessness and the voice of the uh, the voice of deception from the enemy sounds like it's always somebody else's fault. No matter what you go through, you can attribute it to somebody else. It's your mother's fault that she raised you the way she did and that's why you have the issues you have. It's your boss's fault and that's why you got the, the problems you have at the job. It's your spouse's fault and that's why you have the issues you have in your relationship. It's your friend's fault and that's why you have the issues you have in your friendships. It's always somebody else's fault and you're always able to place blame someplace else when you are struggling with powerlessness. Powerlessness says... I'll just roll with the punches. It's a very reactive mindset. It's not a proactive mindset. It's a reactive of, you know what? Someone else did this. Now I'm going to do this. You said that. All right. I'm going to keep that same energy and I'm going to do this now. It's not a very firm position. It's a position where you say, you know what? I'll roll with the punches. Whatever will be, will be. And you don't take an active role in dealing with your life and dealing with situations. Powerlessness takes a passive approach in areas where you should be showing up and showing out. For example, maybe you've been at a job for longer than you know you should have. Sometimes we are meant to stay in a certain position as God gives us the tools and gives us the experiences that we need for that season. And other times we outgrow a season and God is desperately nudging us to move on. And we don't because we're taking a passive approach where we should definitely be taking an aggressive approach. We should be brushing up that resume, making sure that current position is on the resume, actively looking, praying and seeking God for what to do next, letting God know you're open to where he wants to take you. Um, and of course, when the opportunity presents itself, being ready to take advantage of that 
opportunity, not cowering down and making excuses for yourself, not telling yourself that you're comfortable where you are and, you know, making all the excuses and all the reasons why you should remain where you are. Um, So powerlessness takes a very passive approach. You're already at the job you want to be at. You're already in the relationship you've come to be familiar with, you know, and might as well deal with the devil you know. That's a lot of, um, a very common thing that I've heard other people say over the years, you know, like who wants to get out there and try something new? You might as well deal with the devil you know. At least it's predictable. At least you understand it. It's what you know. Um, And so that is how powerlessness manifests itself. Um, But on the contrary, living in power allows you to be an active participant in your life. You cannot be a spectator in your own life. Life is not a spectator sport. Life is a get in it and get involved, get your sleeves rolled up and get dirty kind of sport. Um, And with God, who has already given us the power, who has already given us the authority, it is just a matter of us knowing it, understanding it and tapping into it. Um, It is a very powerful position to be in when you take ownership of what is yours. When you decide how things are going to play out in your life, when you decide that you are going to partner with God to see his best come to fruition for your life. And so we want to talk about how we get to the place of living in that power. We just discussed the different ways that powerlessness manifests itself. So again, just to recap, we said that powerlessness often lays blame elsewhere. It looks to push blame on the outside. It's always someone else's fault. You could always justify by, um, deferring back to someone else, deflecting onto someone else. Powerlessness says that you're just going to roll with the punches. You don't show up and show out. You're not aggressively seeking a change. You're not aggressively trying to take yourself to the next level. Powerlessness um, is reactive. Powerlessness doesn't say I'm going to lead and I'm going to lead by example. Powerlessness says you did that. Now, now I have no choice but to act like this. This is how you treated me. Guess what? I'm going to treat you right back just like that. That is the way powerlessness operates. It is very powerful to say, you know what? You behaved like this and I'm not going to get down in the mud with you. You spoke to me this way and I'm not going to roll with what you're doing. I am going to stand on my convictions and I am going to be steadfast and I'm not going to allow you to move me out of my element. So um, that is a very powerful position. Let's um, let us. I'm trying to see what I want to do first. Do I want to go to the scripture first or do I want to go to the different ways to take responsibility? Let us actually look at what the word of the Lord says. I love the word of the Lord. Let's look at some scriptures that support it. You don't believe you living in power. You don't believe you have power. You don't believe that you have authority in every situation. Let me show you the proof, honey. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. You will often hear me reference the scripture just because it's so rich of different areas that we um, that we can touch on in life. And I really, really, truly do love this scripture. This is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. What is God telling us here? God is telling us here that if we're feeling fear, if we're feeling worry, if we're feeling doubt, that is not of God. 
anytime those feelings come up and they will because we're only human we're only human so these kinds of situations will um different kinds of situations will come up and they will bring up feelings of fear and worry and doubt and timidity definitely that's exactly why god is telling you that he did not give you that spirit so that when those feelings come up you could say stop this is not of god and so this is not for me Worry is not for me. Fear is not for me. Not that you're not going to feel it, but when it comes up, you know that it's time to analyze where's that coming from and what's going on. So God says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he has given us a spirit of power, love and self-discipline. So we do have power. God has already given it to us. It says that um, for God has not given but he has given. So for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he has given us a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. So it's already ours. This isn't something that's promised for the future. This isn't something that is conditional. We don't have to do A plus B to get C. The Bible says he has already given us a spirit of power. So it is up to us to believe that and to act on that truth, to act from that place and let that fact, let that revelation be the outlook and the place from which we make our decisions that God has given us a spirit of power. Let's look at the next scripture. This next scripture comes from Hebrews chapter four, and this is verse 15 to 16. Hebrews chapter four, verse 15 to 16. And it says the high priest, let me just preface this by saying Hebrews 4 and 16 is the basis of what throne room thoughts is all about. When God gave me the vision for throne room thoughts, it was basically um, a vision to see Hebrews, Hebrews 4 and 16 manifested. It was a vision to help others to see those words manifested and made a reality in the lives of others. So let's read it. It says, this high priest of ours understands our weakness. The high priest that they're referring to, that scripture is referring to is Jesus Christ. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. What does the Bible say? To come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. We are not beggars. We are not weaklings. We are not paupers begging for scraps and begging for for someone to make a way we are commanded by God to come boldly to his throne we are royalty and we serve a risen king so we can go before God boldly declaring what his promises are agreeing with what he says about us we have the power we have the authority and God gives us the encouragement to approach things in boldness and I just love that revelation because it's one thing to um to worship a God that you have to beg to and worship a God that you have to wonder, do you hear me? Are you there? Are you going to do it? Are you going to come through? But when you worship a God who says, listen, you can come to me boldly and I will give you all the grace that you need to get through when you need it the most. That is the kind of God that I am proud and that I am honored to worship. Um, so I am very, very encouraged when I read that. Come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Let's look at the next scripture. The third and final scripture I have for you guys comes from Isaiah chapter 40 verses 29 to 31. 
And it says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who wait in, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Listen. Oh, Jesus. That scripture is so rich and full of life. When I t- Listen, I don't know about y'all, but when I read the word of God, I feel infused with life. Like legit. It says, I'll read for you again. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And that is Isaiah chapter 40 verses 29 to 31. What is God saying here? God is saying that when we put our trust in him, when we keep our eyes on him, when we keep our eyes on the ultimate prize, we will find renewed strength. There is where we will receive the power. It says that he gives strength to the powerless. It says that we will find renewed strength in him. We will soar up on wings as eagles. So that means that we will we will be um, sustained, that God will sustain us and that God will take us to higher heights if we would just trust in him, if we would just wait on him. And if we would believe, if we would only just have the guts, if, if there's anybody out there that just has the nerve to believe that what God says is the truth, to the, the the nerve, the radical nerve to just say, you know what, God, you said this about me. You promised this to me and I am going to believe it. If we would just believe, then we would be in the position to take back our power. Let's look at three easy practical steps to taking back your power. Let's look at what you can do right now. If if anybody listening is sick and tired of being sick and tired, sick and tired of feeling like a backseat passenger in your own life, sick and tired of being at the whim and the mercy of others. If you're sick and tired of that, let's look at the three ways you can start right now, right now and um take back your power. So first, Take responsibility. (sighs) Take responsibility. I know. Big girl talk. Big grown woman talk. Put your big panties on. Take responsibility. It is not easy, but it is very powerful. Because guess what? You want to know why? Let me tell you why. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you why. When you take responsibility for what you've brought to a situation... When you take responsibility for the part that you have played in any given situation, you now relieve yourself of being tied to the drama. You now relieve yourself of being entangled with the boon chang chang. You can now move on freely. Own whatever your part is. 
no matter how big, no matter how small. Own it and release yourself. Give yourself the permission to move forward. When we get caught up in what you did and how you treated me and what you, what you shouldn't have done and how you, you disrespect me and all of these different ways that we entangle ourselves and, and weave a tangled web with others, when we look at that and get caught up in that, all it does is keep us bound All it does is keep us in bondage to whatever that situation is and to whatever the toxic emotions are. So first things first, take responsibility. Yes, I I stayed in that relationship. Yeah, he dogged me out. Yeah, he cheated. He lied, whatever. I don't like how he treated me. But guess what? I knew in year one that I should have been out. I knew in month five that it wasn't going to work. I did peep that, but I overlooked that. And you know what? That's on me. It's fine. I stayed friends with that person for so long because we grew up together and I had an allegiance and a loyalty to her. I saw some ugliness in her and I saw some behavior that I didn't really agree with and that I didn't align with for my values. But I didn't want to judge. I didn't want to come across like I was high and mighty. So I stayed in that friendship too long. Own whatever your responsibility is in this situation. It is okay. Responsibility and accountability and words like such are not dirty words. Okay. Number two, forgive others and forgive yourself. Release others and release yourself. Um, Forgiveness continues to be a challenge for people, you know, and I do have another podcast. No, Mm. Did I do a podcast on that? I can't remember if I actually did a podcast episode, but um, I do. I actually, I think I did, um, but I definitely did a daily devotional about being fearless to forgive because you do have to put all fear aside, the fear of being taken advantage of, the fear of how you're going to look, if you're going to look weak, the fear of whether or not you're giving the person room to hurt you again. There are different fears that come up when we consider forgiving. Um, And so I did do a Devo called Fearless to Forgive um, that is up on the Throne Room Thoughts website just to give some perspective and some guidance on how you go about forgiveness and what this forgiveness thing is really all about. Um, So in our quest to take back our power, we have to forgive others. Forgiving others is freeing for yourself. It's freeing for yourself and it gives you room to, um, to begin again, to start afresh. The Bible says morning by morning, new mercies I see. The Lord's mercies are fresh each morning. And so we want to approach our life the same exact way. We got to get to a space in life where we say, God, I agree with you. If your mercies are new each day, then I want to be new each day too. I want to start each day fresh with a clean slate, not carrying no baggage or any animosity toward anyone. So, um, or, and, and, or toward yourself. Sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we carry guilt. We carry shame. We need to forgive ourselves as well. The Bible says now there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. God doesn't condemn you, so you shouldn't condemn yourself either. Um, Step three is to seek peace. Psalms 34 and 14 says, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The Bible tells us to search for peace and work to maintain it. This tells, this indicates to us that we got to go looking for this thing. Peace isn't going to just fall on your lap. Peace isn't going to just show up at your door and ask if it could come in and hang out with you. The Bible says search for peace and work to maintain it. So 
in the face of other options, we have to choose peace. In the face of um, our nature that says, I want to let you have a piece of my mind. I'm, you're not, I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. I'm not going to let you treat me like that and take advantage of me. I got to get this off my chest. In the face of those options, we have to choose peace. Search for peace and work to maintain it. As we seek to take our power back, we have to look at the road to peace. What is the quickest way to get to that road to peace? And take that road. Take the high road, honey. When all other options are there, take the road that's going to lead you down the, the path of peace. Work for peace, Search for peace and work to maintain it is what the scripture tells us. So those are the three tips I have for you guys in terms of taking responsibility. Um, I'm sorry, in terms of um, taking back our power. Number one is to take responsibility. Number two is to forgive others and forgive yourself as quickly as you can. The second you are um, offended, the second someone rubs you the wrong way, the quicker you can forgive that and dismiss it, the better you are. Don't even give things a chance to fester. And the third one is to seek peace. Seek peace against all odds. You have certain friends I will tell you now. Nah, you got you can't let that go. Uh uh, not that. You gotta say something. You gotta address it. Uh, not if it's gonna disrupt your peace. You don't. You need to pray on that and give it to God and trust and believe when I tell you God will work it out. Your obedience will push God to do the unthinkable for you. When you are obedient to God's will and when you act according to His principles, He will resolve things for you in such a way that you need not lift a finger you don't got to plan plot rehearse conversations in your mind and 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 get up the courage to tell people a piece of your mind when you see them you don't have to even waste your time doing all of that God will go before you and he will fight your battles is what he promises us so be encouraged be encouraged my people um let's move on to the next segment what am I listening to now so the artist that I am listening to now, the gospel artist I'm listening to now is Kilante Gavin. I was listening to him a few months back as well, and then his album um, resurfaced for me. And so the album is called The Higher Experience, and the song that I have on replay is There's No One Like You. I absolutely love that song. His whole album is great. He's a young guy, and he is dripping in anointing, and his voice and his whole sound is such a seasoned mature sound and then you see him and you're like oh it's a small young handsome guy so it's pretty dope he's doing wonderful things in worship ministry so um that song is a song worth listening to and it's again by Kilante Gavin and the song is called there's no one like you from his um album called the higher experience I hope you guys um give it a listen and enjoy and I hope it blesses you like it blesses me we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Make sure you guys send your testimonies in. You can send your testimonies in as well as your prayer requests. Continue to send me your prayer requests. I love you all. I pray regularly for you all. And of course, I always aim to respond to my prayer requests within 24 hours um, after receiving them. So continue to send your requests in. Send your testimonies in. It edifies the body, gives us hope. It reminds us that God God is moving and God is doing things and it um, helps to keep the rest of us encouraged. 
be sure to tune in to our Thursday live kingdom conversations. Every Thursday I'm live on the throne room thoughts, Facebook page, and we have very real talk about very real issues. And of course we look at what God has to say about it. So it's a dope community that we're slowly, but surely building. We have our regulars that tune in every Thursday and of course bring their element of um, experience and understanding and knowledge to the conversation. And so it's some pretty dope conversations that we have. If you're not subscribed, to the Throne Room Thoughts website, you're missing out and you're playing yourself. Head over to ThroneRoomThoughts.com and subscribe to the website. Fill in your email um, information or fill out a contact form and I will make sure that you are the first to find out what's going on with all things Throne Room Thoughts. We got something special coming up for the month of May. I don't want to give it away yet. I'm going to make my announcement in the next few weeks. So stay tuned, stay locked in, be blessed and be a blessing. Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com.